TruePros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, TruePros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call TruePros. TruePros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. All right, I am your host, as always. I'm Daniel Greer. We got another guy. He's Nate. What's up, man? What's up, family? I, I wonder if I'm the only one who remembers that KD Verizon commercial. Do you want to be a part of my family, KD? Do you remember that? Oh man, y'all! If you don't know what it is, look it up. All time commercial. Love that KD commercial. Back when he was happy, and we could all be happy for him. But doing good. Another victory show. I got to keep coming on here. It seems that we always have a victory show when I show up. It's almost like I'm a good luck charm. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Don't go too crazy on yourself. Uh, but we do have a lot to hit on the day. Uh, and so if you are here hanging out with us. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've had so much support over the past uh, pretty much year that we've been kind of, um, I guess, a brand, whatever you want to call us. We are part of the the lead sports media, which is uh, in hand. We're part of Grizz Lead. Uh, and so we have a lot of articles that come out on a regular basis from our crew that is uh, doing uh, awesome things. Um, just looking back last November, I was sitting here by myself, part of Grizz Lead. It was just me. It was just me. I had Grizz901 that I was bringing up what this is right here. It was not a YouTube show. It was a podcast only. It was Ryan helping me every now and then when he could. And that was it. And so now knowing that we have two shows a week, we will be 11 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays going forward. We have our No Bluffing podcast that just giving you raw, just unapologetic, comments and it's from fans it's from uh people that are smart about the game of basketball but it's also people that really you know have a love for it and so um those two we have one more podcast that will be joining us uh they're going to be able to uh, we'll share a little bit more as we get closer to ironing out the details uh but it's going to be based around uh giving you a look of the nba where did the grizzlies you know where they settle in around the standings, right? That's important. Uh, seeing the games that we have for the upcoming week, actually breaking them down to say, hey, this is the matchups that we're looking at. This is what could change. Obviously, injury reports, you know, that, that Fs everything up. Let's just be honest. But uh, besides that, I really do think that uh, it's going to be really cool to give you a different perspective uh, and a different view of the Grizzlies because you're going to see them from what's happening in the NBA to how they're comparing to maybe injuries and stuff like that, that might be important. So uh, some big things coming. Uh, we also have one more thing that I don't want to talk about at all, but it's in the works. Uh, I have a phone call about it today, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, it should be some some good things, but 
I uh, can't share anything about that just yet. So let's uh, let's be patient. Let's just tease. That's a complete tease that I can't say, but I want to let you know we've got something happening. I don't even know what that is. So okay, we'll okay. see. We'll see how that goes. It's uh, it's in the works. Uh, one last thing we're going to shout out is our um, our merch. We're, we obviously I finally finished all the stuff up. Go check it out. Last show if you were on YouTube. We literally just looked through the the website. It was it was cool to look through it and see everything. Uh, but just go check it out. It's at grindcitydesigns.com backslash grizz901. So it's grindcitydesigns.com backslash grizz901. Very simple. But if you get lost, just go to Grind City Designs and you'll find it from there. So it'd be easy enough. All right. So we got three things we're going to hit on today. One, I can't wait to talk about. We're going to squish that. It's going to be the, the meat of our sandwich. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the, the game that happened last night, right, against the Spurs. Then we're going to talk about the game against the Timberwolves. That's going to be our bread. The meat of the day is going to be about is Desmond Bain a legit all-star. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the game that was last night. It was an overtime thriller. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to give you your first thoughts on it. Uh, Nate, but the Grizzlies won 124 to 122 in overtime. It was awesome. It was unnecessarily stressful also. (laughs) It was was, um, a lot of fun to see, you know, Dez and Josh show why the Grizzlies are going to have, here's a heaping pile of foreshadowing, two all-stars this year, two all-star guards in the all-star game. So, that was fun. Um, I thought that there was a lot of good in that game. I thought it was the first time I thought Roddy looked really at home, which was good to see. But there was – it was just ugly. Man, a win's a win. Always happy to come away with a win. Um, not all of them are going to be pretty, but <laughs> the late game execution was subpar, to say the least. Um, but listen, came away with a win against a team that's always going to play you hard, that's always going to battle. Still missing quite a few guys, so happy to come away with a win. I may have just had a extra glass of old whistle pig last night after that game, but good time, good time, <laughs> good old whistle pig, man. I like that stuff. Um, is there anybody that stood out to you on the game that besides Ja and Bane? Is there anybody in that game that you're just like, God, like they just they were so crucial to us because there's so many. I feel like that could be. There should be one person. I'm seeing if you're thinking about the same guy. Dude, yeah, it's Steve-O. 19 rebounds? Yeah. 10 offensive rebounds? It's insanity, man. Listen, it's it's gotten to the point where I don't think you can ignore how pivotal he is. You know, last year it felt like if you weren't a Grizzlies fan, he kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think he's going to fly under the radar this year. I think he is going to get national attention for the way that he impacts his team. And especially, you know, media nerds love the advanced statistics. All the screen assist, all those advanced numbers are actually showing up for Adams this year. The plus minus for Ja when he's on a court versus when he's off the court. I mean, our guy Funaki stats always posting that. And it's just, it's incredible. It really is incredible. I mean, he's had a true renaissance since coming to Memphis, but last night was just freaky did you see Pirtle's uh Pirtle's post press game. conference yeah yeah the post game where he's like usually you can just push guys under the basket right. but you're never you're not gonna move him and Pirtle's yeah. a big dude who actually yeah. 
surprisingly impressed me last night. Um, I thought Pirtle played really well, but yeah, I, I, I think I think yeah, I think he always it. impresses me. Honestly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think ever since I was calling him Jacob uh, Pochel, uh back probably years ago when I was on the Free Basketball Podcast, <laughs> uh, and it's Yaka Pirtle, like. That, that is that like honestly like spell your name differently like i can't <laughs> i can't i can't figure it out daniel right? you like, uncultured swine <laughs> <laughs> however you get yaka Pertle, whatever that is there's no r in Pertle, Pertle, whatever his name whatever that is it's not right i don't know whatever it is daniel with a you ain't from around here is your moment <laughs> i am not <laughs> i am not Man, uh, but no, I, I even predicted him to have a double-double last night. He ended up coming up one rebound short. Um, he had nine. Uh, that seems to be the night, one short. Um, let's get into that real quick before we break down the box score. <laughs> Knew this was coming. I had a 10-game parlay, 10 bucks. You boost it to plus 2,400, whatever it is. I just put 10 bucks on it. A lot of fun. Worst case, I lose it, right? It, it, you know, whatever. Um, it was a lot of fun. Low numbers. I felt great, dude. I had Josh Richardson hit a three pointer. I had Aldama hit a three pointer. Like I had so many little things that were going perfectly. And the only thing that I was really short going into the fourth quarter was Desmond Bain assist, Desmond Bain, uh, rebounds and John Morant assist. I had everything hit with like five minutes to go in the game and our guy 12 was three assists short. Three assists. He had an assist right away. Another one not too late. My buddy texted me. Oh, my God, it hit. I'm like, excuse me? I, like, I'm watching the game. Maybe I know I'm streaming. I'm on delay. He was like, dude, look at the box score. I looked at the box score. It had six assists for Ja. I go, and I'm about to cuss. I said, hell no. There is no way that you can clarify that as an assist. And what it was is Ja passed to Bain. Bain hesitation. Steve-O came up, gave him a, a light screen, one dribble into uh, uh, right above the free throw line. Pop made it. They they ruled that an assist. And I said, there's no way. They'll take that away. Five minutes later, they took it away. Uh, we thought we were going to have a chance in overtime, and he just not could not figure it out. Anyway. We were one assist short, but everybody's bringing to my attention that could have been an assist because on the ruling, it can go either way. It's a gray area. But also early in the game, eight minutes to go in the game where he shot the ball and he said, Steve-O, it was, they called it a shot and a rebound from Steve-O, but it was actually a pass. So, yeah, little issue there. Not a big deal. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get into the game a little bit. Like I said earlier, the Grizz win 124-122. Uh, I think we lost Nate here, but he'll be back at some point. Uh, but Adams, 19 rebounds, seven points, another two assists. Um, Brooks played better, better, much better. I think he realized uh, that he is not the number two. And so I think that he he soon realized that he had a much, much better game, only taking 13 shots. Um, he played great defense He against those bigger guys uh, like Kelvin Johnson, Jason Tatum. He continues to foul, but he's having to try to make up to get into their uh, area to make them feel uncomfortable. He did that a lot for KJ last night, uh, but he ended up with uh, 13 points, five rebounds, which I don't know if he had that many times last year, Dylan Brooks, uh, but three assists. That is the type of Dylan that we really need. Um, 
And then Aldama had seven and seven. He hit a three-pointer, which I needed. Uh, but then you talk about Ja Morant, Desmond Bain. Ja had 32, five and five, and Bain had 32, six and six. Um, yeah, so Black Lives Matter says, as long as Dylan hits the over 38% from three and continues to take people out of the game, then yeah, that, that's him. That's what we like. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, if you're in the chat, uh, please join us, hang out with us. Uh, we go live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Uh, but yeah, Jod does throw a grenade late. Sometimes <laughs> he throws that to Dylan a lot where he has to chunk it up. I know Dylan hit one of those. I think he went like one or two last night when those uh, late, late grenades. <laughs> the grenades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's, and some of the Dylan shots are skewed a little bit. He's still taking some shots that I don't want him to take for sure. I, uh, maybe it was the Wizards game. I think it was the Wizards game. He was just, he, he wasn't taking bad shots, but he kept shooting. I was yeah. like, Dylan, just stop shooting. But in general, I mean, I, I've been really happy with Dylan. I think he's taking this right amount of shots. He's playing within himself other than when he gets grenades for the most part. And he's dishing those dimes out. You know, he's passing the ball pretty well. So I'm pretty happy with him. Shooting 42% from three so far this year, which is what we need from him if he's going to be contributing. So yeah. happy with that. I, sorry, I had some technical difficulties, but did you <laughs> get to the jaw assist that wasn't counted as an assist? Yeah, I went through that. Uh, yeah, so, like, well, I was upset for you. <laughs> well, so early in the game, he shot the ball just and he, he yelled Steve O, and they rolled down a rebound and a putback from Steve. Um, and then late in the game, he uh, they actually rolled it an assist. He passed it to Desmond Bain. Hesitation. Uh, Steve O came up right away, gave him a, a, a pick, one dribble right above the free throw line and nailed it. Um, they gave him an assist on the box score and then took it away five minutes later. Um, and that would have been his six assists. So we thought we hit it. But anyway. Um, Fun stuff. Yep. So, yeah, great game out of uh, Bain. And, and, and I just want to draw attention to him. We're going to talk about him uh, and his all-star, actual all-star chances. Like, we're going to break down who we think could make the Western Conference all-star team. Like, complete in detail to see if it's even a possibility. I, obviously, it's a possibility, so I don't want to just completely um, say it's not at all. But I, I do think that it is harder than people probably do realize, no matter how good he's playing. Uh, but I think there's one big thing that Nathan brought up before this uh, show started that could be the big uh, key factor in that. But uh, the rest of the game, everybody played okay. Uh, the bench, not great. Uh, David Roddy had some good moments where he was actually getting to the rim, which is uh, he showed that little – Fleet of foot, we'll say. Little fleet of foot, Roddy. Uh, but Tyus Jones went three or three early in the first half. Uh, buried three, uh, three, three big three-pointers. Uh, ended up three of five. So uh, three or three in the first half, 0-2 in the second. Either way, he was showing his brother how to make the three-pointer. And in the fourth quarter, Trey, his brother, finally stepped up and nailed one, which I needed for the Grizzly player watch. We went 4-0. Did you play any of them on your – Whatever you can do about in Utah. They don't list the same things here. They quit listing Bane stuff and Steve-O stuff besides mm. points. They just don't list them anymore because they've just been getting murdered on them. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't get to play the stuff you get to play here, Here, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah he's out in Utah, uh, but uh, still a Memphian. Just had to move for, for a short time. Short yeah, trust time. me, I found uh, out just how much I'm a Memphian by being here. It's, it's a whole different world here, for sure. Yeah. But uh, hey, are you going to keep talking about this game? Because I do have some other stuff that's not as pretty to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me go through the box score a little bit more. Okay. Uh, I just want to talk about uh, you know Yaka Pertle. 
22 and nine. Uh, I, I think he always does well against the Grizzlies. Uh, Kelton Johnson, 16, eight and four was held in check by Dylan Brooks. Okay. So I will mm-hmm. give him his flowers. I think he is a ball stop too much still Dylan, but I do think that he's still holding some players uh, when possible. Uh, but 16, eight and four is a good stat line uh, holding stat, stat line to KJ uh, for sure. Uh, Jeremy Sohan. He did what he had to do, right? He's not that, you know, crazy. Devin Vassell surprised me. I know we talked about um, who, you know, people are talking about uh, Vassell over uh, Vassell. Devin Vassell? Devin Vassell, sorry. Devin Vassell over um, uh, Desmond Bain. 22, 3, and 6. I think Bain is much better. I think he showed it last night. But Vassell is still good uh, completely. So, all right, what do you have? Uh, That's all I have in here. So first off on the Vassell fart, I thought he threw us a loss at the end of that game. I thought that ball was going in. That it was looks right so on. And one thing Vassell has that Bain doesn't is he has the size to be able to get those shots off that Bain can't quite get because of his size. But it's the same been the same thing on Bain since college. He is yeah. the better player. The size is not a factor. Um I still would take Bain, but I was impressed by Vassell. But um I thought there was a lot of good. I think with Dylan, he's definitely a ball stop. And he should never be a ball stop, really. But yeah. with Dylan, it's always is a good outweigh the bad. And this season so far, the good has outweighed the bad. Um the stuff that I don't love, it was all defensive. And here and there's a couple of different angles on this. One is the issue is not just you don't have Jaron there to be a rim protector. And you don't have Zaire's length there on the defensive end. Those aren't the main things. But the biggest thing is the communication. And I do think that with Jaron and with Zaire back, that the communication gets cleaned up too, right? So it's not just the ability of the guys, but I think the communication gets cleaned up because right now you're playing Roddy, Aldama, and Laravia all a ton of big minutes. And right. those guys just aren't quite up to speed with that. They aren't used to the rotations as much as those two guys will be. And the ability of Jaron is it, – it can't be understated how important it is and what kind of dimension he provides. Because right now you see a lot of the Grizzlies guards are used to funneling guys to the paint when they're running them off the three-point line. And right now they're funneling, funneling them to layups, right? They're going right. straight to layups. They don't have yeah. a Jaron coming in to protect against that, right? And so that's going to help with it. But – you know, I, I think I texted this out to you last night, maybe. I'm not sure what it was. No, I tweeted it out. With Roddy, Santi, and BC on the floor, there's too many guys that have to be told what to do, right? They're not just moving within the rotations. They're not just flowing within the defense. And that's a problem, but I think it's one that gets cleaned up significantly once you get Jaron back, once you get Zaire back. But I got to be honest, and I threw this out there, and this is – not at all a knock. It's the same thing. I'd say Dylan needs to not ball stop. BC has been making the same mental error since his rookie year, man. Oh, yeah. And I know it, it's one of those things where people don't want to talk about it because you love BC and you don't want to hate on guys that you love. But I get kind of frustrated because people want to say, oh, well, we're going to throw this at Dylan. But we love him. He's a grizzly. I'm like, no, you'll hate on Dylan, but you won't hate on BC. And I'm not hating on BC, but, dude, it is – so many times in the midst of a game, he just looks lost. He's just a step behind. He doesn't rotate. He doesn't 
realize he's got a guy on his back. There's so many things that are just the mental lapses. Yeah. That I just, I'm but, like, man, when are you going to clean those up? Right. But is it not, is it not fair that one is a starter and one's a bench guy? Because I think that, I think that's what it comes to. If you think about, if you, if you put Dylan on the bench and he played 20 to 25 minutes a game, not the crunch time, not the the important stuff, if we'll say, the important minutes. If he was just a bench guy coming off the bench and contributing, isn't it a different like perspective on this guy? Because then you're not thinking like he is one of our five best players. Is that not a real you know? I, I, I don't think so. I get what you're saying. I 100% yeah, yeah. get what you're saying, but I don't think that would be the case. I think if Dylan's coming off the bench, people are still getting mad at him for ball stopping. They're saying, why don't you make that extra pass to Conchar? Why don't you make that extra pass to Laravia? Whatever it may be. And I would agree. I, I think that ball, we talk about it a lot. The ball movement is a huge part of why that bench unit is so good, which is why they're struggling a lot because that communication isn't there, right? And so you can't yeah. keep things flowing, keep things popping. So... And to an extent, yeah, it's like you can only expect so much. But BC is one of the best players on his team. There's a reason people were so keen on him getting re-signed and excited when he did yeah. get re-signed or extended. I shouldn't say re-signed. It's because he is a key player. And it's it's just so simple. It's the simple stuff, right? It's it's the things that are within your control, right? If the shot's not falling, the shot's not falling, right? right. If you just get beat on defense once you just get beat on defense once but it's the you're not in the right position right yeah. is that you weren't you weren't paying attention to the guy on your backside that's what bugs me is because it's the mental stuff that's 100% within your control and so you know when trip comes back Brandon Clark gets to play his ideal role right i know yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. chat yeah he's got it in the chat you know with and without trips different but there's no reason bc can't be bc without Jaron in the lineup lineup, right? Like it's going to negate a little bit of the team aspect, mm -hmm. but some of that stuff just needs to get cleaned up. Right. And like I said, it's going to all get cleaned up. There's going to be a lot of flaws and ugly stuff that gets cleaned up and covered up when Jaron gets back. But there's a, there's no reason for some of it to be there. And that's one of the things that I think there's no reason that can't get fixed, you know, At, cause it's all yeah. mental. Like I said, it's all mental. That's what frustrates me. But, um, Again, it's not to hate. I, I love BC. He's been awesome his whole career, minus his injury ridden sophomore year. But that stuff needs to get cleaned up, right? It, Roddy, I get. Aldama, I get. LaRavia, I get. But BC's been around too long for some of those mistakes to still be happening, in my opinion. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like BC. But so I don't, I think he is who he is. I think he's going to help you at times. I think he's going to be um, an issue on defense. Um, he's not going to be someone who is defensive, you know, prowess. Um, he keeps yeah. the ball moving. He hits his floaters. He does what he's supposed to do. Uh, his knock is he does get lost and he does, you know, he's just not good at defensively. And he's not going to hit the open three, but he stays within his cell. I don't, it doesn't frustrate me as much as somebody who is playing alongside the, the better players in our team and they're, and he's, honestly doing too much in a sense. That's why I get frustrated with Dylan personally. There's other people that are better than him on the court and he out and he like does stuff to deter our best ability, our ceiling on this team. 
Sometimes, sometimes not, but I don't hate, he's been be- much better this year. Dylan has. So I don't want to, don't yeah. hit on him too much. Um, yeah. So uh, anything else on this game? I want to talk about one thing uh, in the chat real quick, but uh, I don't have anything else in this game. I think the Spurs are a good team. I think they're a good regular season team. I don't think there's anything that's crazy about them. Uh, looks like Nate froze again. Uh, imagine that he's losing signal. He's down to one bar if you're live with us, but uh, I'm going to show this in the chat because uh, he can't say anything because he's frozen. Uh, Black Lives Matter says, is it just me or has Jenkins been calling a ton of early timeouts to straighten these guys out? Uh, it's really stood out to me. He is a Popovich clone in a sense. Um, he thinks about stuff a different way, uh, a much more intelligent, much more high level, but he also, he's learned to do those quick timeouts, call something out of the, out of the huddle, they don't do it. Another quick timeout. He sees something, quick timeout. Using those quick timeouts as teaching moments are huge. And I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, and that's been the biggest thing personally this year uh, for Jenkins. I think he's been an exceptional coach this year. Um, and so I don't know if other people agree or not, uh, but I think Jenkins has done a, a crazy good job. Uh, and I think he's going to continue to keep getting better. He used to not call any timeouts. He used to not call any challenges. And now he's getting to the level where he's getting comfortable. Understand, me and Coach Jenkins, we are the exact same age. He struggles probably of learning how to become a head coach. He's going to take some issues. uh, But at the end of the day, I think he's learning to become the best version of himself. And so so shout out to Coach Jenkins for, for honestly just getting better and uh, learning how to use those as teaching moments. So, um, all right. So I think we have Nate trying to get in, but Nathan, if you're trying to get in, uh, I cannot see you. So won't you restart it and try again Uh, for whatever reason, Nathan's having trouble getting back into here, Um, whatever. So we'll keep moving on. Uh, Let's go ahead and do this before Nathan gets back. Cause I want to talk about all-star Bane um, with, uh, with Nate. Uh, So let's go through our presenting sponsor real quick. And that's Zach Jaworski state farm. Uh, where they do treat you like family, make sure if you do need any kind of, uh, whether it be a boat for the summer, if you need house insurance, um, if you need to do life insurance, um, any kind of automobile insurance, whatever you might need. If you think you're paying too much, you probably are. Uh, so go call our guys, Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, let them know the Grizz 901 team sent you. Uh, he has a team there in East Memphis as well as Collierville that do an exceptional job. Uh, it's my insurance provider and, um, he is a, he's a good guy that I trust. And overall insurance is insurance. You're paying for something you don't have until you actually really need it in life. Uh, but Zach Dorsey State Farm, 901-459-4227. Uh, you can find him at Zach, Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Again, Zach Dorsey State Farm, 901-459-4227, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. All right. So we lost you. It is what it, it is. It is time for a new computer. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. All-Star Bang. This is what I want to talk about. And we're going to roll through this. And I will make sure we save five minutes for the game predictions on the Timberwolves. Uh, there's not many much to predict. Timberwolves are playing bad. The Grizzlies are playing good. We'll get into it. And if you need us to break it down more, we happily will. Probably not today but we have to, I want to get into this because I think this is very important and it's fun. And if you want to play along with us, go to the chat, uh, give us some guys who you think will be an actual Western conference all-star. So what we're doing is hashtag all-star Bane. 
I I know I don't I don't know if I started it, but that's what I've been using since I've been saying it. So I don't know is is that like is his, his legit hashtag maybe? No, it's not. But keep going. It might be. Hey, let's just keep keep it rocking. All Star Bane hashtag All Star Bane. Let's roll with it. Uh, all right, Desmond Bane's All Star chances. What we're gonna do? Exercise here. We're gonna break down. Who were the All-Stars? I'm going to share with you the All-Stars from last year. We're going to share some guys that maybe were injured and weren't able to, but should be All-Stars this year. And we're going to try to work out the 12 spots. How it breaks down the NBA is you have two starting guards and then three front court players. So that's that's starters. That's five. Two back court, two front court. And then the exact same thing for the reserves. Two front court, three back court. Or is that right? Did I say that right? No. Three front court, two back court. Yeah. Back yeah, court yeah, yeah. is your guards. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so that's 10. And then you have two wild cards. So I've completely confused everybody as well as my myself. So pretty much Desmond Bain is a shooting guard. He is a guard. He is considered a back court player. So there's four spots, two starters, two other reserves. And then there's the two wild cards that give us the 12. So there's six possible spots that he can get into. Four are the legit spots. So, all right, let's get into it real quick. Let's go over and name who we think will be a starter for the guards only. For the backcourt mm-hmm. players, either Steph, Ja, that's who started last year. That- oh, I, I thought you were going to – you said it like you are going to say something else Sorry. to follow. Steph, Steph Ja. Yeah. And then Steph, he didn't say anything. <laughs> Steph, um, and, Steph and Ja. Throw I, Luca in there as well. I think Steph and Luca, unless – and this is the only sort of wild card I have in there is if they put Luca in as a front court player. And he's listed on NBA.com, I think, as a forward guard. It's not a guard forward or forward guard. And he was a guard last year. He operates right. as a point guard, right? If we're being honest, right? But the thing is, the front court in the West this year, especially, is pretty down. I mean, you've got, I'm looking at it, you got Jokic, you've got LeBron. It doesn't matter how pitiful his team is, he'll be in yeah. there. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Laurie Markinen, AD, Paul George the Warriors who will get some K-pop idiot to support them. God, so stupid. It's none of those names excite you, right? Even LeBron, right. who is the name there is kind of like, well, I mean, this team sucks, you know, as much as ESPN yeah. wants to keep them relevant. They're really not. I tweeted out last night. It's not even fun anymore to watch them lose. So with a front court being down, the point of the all-star game is to generate as much excitement, as much revenue right. as possible for the league throw your best players out there and it's so guard heavy and it's that way in the east too the east you know you've got your Giannis's, you've got your Embiid's, but really it's like Embiid's been hurt Giannis yeah. is the only one that still has his name up in lights a ton so if luca is in the front court stefan Ja for sure i okay. think outside of that it's probably going to end up being i think it ends up being stefan luca okay I do. I think if Ja takes a spot this year, it's Steph's, not Luca's, because I just don't see Lucas slowing down. Okay. I, and, unless he gets hurt, you know, we're not going to do the whole injury thing. But um, 
I think we should get rid of the fan vote. <laughs> That's what I yeah. Say. Uh, after Wiggins <laughs> last year, which Wiggins is, he's been much better since then. Uh, honestly, he's been better since last season. A lot he was a, a legit player. Um, all right. So let's, let's agree on this. Steph, Ja, Luca, and Booker. If there are four guards, if Luca is considered a backcourt player, those are your four because oh, yeah. Booker over Bain, right? Four. Yeah. If you want to take if you want to take Luca out and put him on the other side, that's fine. We'll we'll have that uh, discussion. Um, so your 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 front court guys that has to be LeBron, Jokic. Who else? I don't even Who else is starting? It. it pisses me off. <laughs> I hate the All Star voting works. To be honest, as an F fan, I don't want my opinion to matter that much. Like. Let the fans yeah. vote, but let it be like 10%. And let the medias be like 15%. Let the players and coaches decide, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you got Jokic and LeBron. I think Markinen is going to end up being – he might not At make this the rate. starters. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously, if he keeps it up. But he is going to be a media darling. The media is going yeah. to love putting Markinen on their all-star ballot. Okay. Um yeah, that, the problem is is finding the the front court guys. Uh, Nathan froze again. What do you know? Uh, that that's going to be the issue. Is uh, one Nathan is my issue today. He's my bugaboo. Uh, he keeps freezing and leaving and coming back. And uh, you know, you're probably enjoying this much more than I am. Um, but the front court guys, I think they're getting six max, and you're going to have guys like LeBron, Jokic. Laurie Markin, if he keeps playing like this, he obviously is. He, whether it's a uh, a reserve or whether it's actually a starter, um, you could even put Carl Anthony Towns. You have Carl Anthony Towns. You have uh, Gobert. Even though they have not been great, like they've still been really good. Um, you even have Zion, who is going to get a lot of fan votes, uh, just going through some of the players. Uh, Paul George. PG thirteen, um, Kawhi probably will get some something. Uh, then you have Anthony Edwards, who's been really good. Keldon Johnson's been good. Man, there's so many. Uh, AD could always possibly, but there's so many. But I think for the most part, there's six spots at the max that they're going to have for the big guys. And somehow my thing went pink. What did you do to me? I broke it. I broke it all. I don't even know what you were talking about. I couldn't hear you. So going to keep picking his spots. Got. <laughs> I broke the stream. Bro, now I can't hear what you. What did you do? Can you hear me? Am I in charge now? I can hear you. Can I mute you though? <laughs> can I take back do? over? What <laughs> Let's did you go. do to me? I have no idea. Here, I'll leave and come back and let you get off of your pink screen. Unless you like the pink screen. It looks good on you. No. I, okay, I, I don't know what you did. You came back in and I went pink. All right. I'm leaving and then I'll come back. I'll let you keep talking. Hopefully your pink screen gets fixed. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, he's completely screwed up. I'm going to change my camera and see if I can kind of confuse it and go back to where it was. Uh, yeah, we're having ma- major technical difficulties this week, but it is what it is. Let's just keep rolling uh, to fix my screen. Um, I'm going through all my stuff right now, but 
uh yeah ryan's on here uh he's having <laughs> someone else with internet issues couldn't be me uh yeah mine's black now literally i i, I have no way of fixing it at the moment i don't know um, <laughs> let me try to fix these a little bit but pretty much what i'm what i was talking about is the front court positions uh lebron Jokic, uh lori marketing okay that's three of the six but you still have out there Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Zion, Paul George. Like, I'm not saying that they're all great and deserving, but they're all like really good. So I don't know what you do at this point. Like, do you have just six and that's it? And then you and then you get all these guards in, like you end up having six and six. I, I think that could that's how you get Bane in is go through six and six. I think I think Bane's pretty well in. So what'd you have? Jokic, LeBron. Do we make Luca a guard in this scenario? Yeah. Okay, so you got Steph, Luca, Ja, Booker. That's four. One, two, three for Jokic, LeBron, Ingram. I'll say Zion and Markinen. So there's your six automatic front court guys. And then after that, I think they'll throw in one of Paul George, AD maybe, or Wiggins. But after that, you've got Bane, who I think should be in. you got SGA, who might get screwed because of how bad OKC is this year. Dame, I mean, you've just got too many guards. And Bane deserves it more than SGA and Dame right now. So I think you end up getting Bane in there. I think Bane's in. Even if Luca's a guard, I think Bane's in. Okay. And so I think your... they just roll with whoever. Yeah. Um, so you, I, I think that looking at this, there is nobody, Gobert, Carlton Towns, Zion, Paul George, Lori Marketing, that I'm choosing over Bane. Mm-hmm. You can even go to, Shea Gilders Alexander, you can go, you can go to SGA and say that SGA is legit, like should be an all-star. And I agree, but you also look at like, they're putting up fairly similar numbers and one team is winning and one team's not. So well, that's what, that's what I look at. Kevin Harlan doesn't say welcome to the evenly spread positions of the NBA. He says, welcome <laughs> to the excitement of the NBA. And the excitement is Desmond Bain launching 35 footers. and then. Listen, I, I think he's in, man. I think he's the guy. I think that he gets in. I think they might throw in a Paul George. You might get the L.A. vote and stuff, but I mean, I think he's in. Mm-hmm. I think he's in over Dame this year. I think the Dame stuff, you've got the super faithful Dame fans, as there should be. You're going to have the Blazers fans, but I think Bain's taking the league by storm, and I think he'll get a ton of media and coach vote as well. So I've got him in regardless. It's just a matter of, if he's the fifth guard or the fourth guard, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Um, all right. So Ryan, who is our uh, our other host on here, um, how much does Jaws' popularity help out Bane with the fan vote? A ton. A ton. Because people are tuning in to watch Ja on NBA TV, on ESPN, on TNT, and they're just going to see this guy launching absolute flamethrowers from deep and think, oh, my God, who is who is this guy? I think there's a ton of people who don't even know who Desmond Bain is still, like really casual NBA fans. 
you'd have to be really casual. But I think there are casual NBA fans who don't know who Desmond Bain is still. And being able to see the guy that Jaws highlight passes are going to, it's going to be big time for them. So, yeah, it helps yeah. a ton. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing is, man, I, I just think that having Jaw on your team just helps raise the level of everybody. And I do think that that is very much so. Like when you have a guy that's everywhere, everybody knows about, and then you have the other guy now who's just running mate, scoring the same amount that he's scoring, putting up the same amount of numbers, you're, you're going to be able to get that little rub. When Golden State nerds vote Clay Thompson in when relevant all-star voting, I'm going to be peeved. I will I will I'm, lose it because I'm that's going to push I'm out, start it out there. It's happening. It's happening. Now, he may continue to suck so much and be so washed and be such a cornball about it all that you can't even get it to happen, which yeah. I don't like to prey on people's downfall, but I'm there. I'm there with Clay. Like, whatever, dude. Bum. Anyways. If he gets up there, which is going to happen, he's going to be in the conversation because of his name. Be peeved, which I don't know. We're not credentialed, so maybe we should just (laughs) shut up about it. That dude wants Clay to be a surfing buddy so bad. God, dude. Have you seen seen somebody literally tag somebody in so many, like, comments? I I looked through his stuff, and I was like, dude, why? You tag him in everything. Everything. I have. There the only people who tag NBA players that much are IG models. We know what they're looking for. So I don't know. Maybe Cyrus is in the same boat. He's just picking up their business model. Freaking wow. dork. <laughs> I'm gonna let that one breathe. That I can I, listen. I could go on for days about that. That's it's not past me. <laughs> I'm not over that. That made me mad. He's been All a right. nerd for years. All right. So we both have, um, Bane in, um, especially right now. So, you know, we're talking, what, 12 games into the season? What, what are the Grizzlies, 8-4? and four, Is that right? We don't need more of a sample size. Yeah, they're 8-4. and four. Okay. Yeah, so 8-4, and four, yeah, 12 games in the season. Um, yeah, so we're a, a quarter of the way towards All-Star break, right? In their uh, – <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to do the math. I think there's – I think they had, like, they're going to be around 50 to 60 – games i think around right right around that area i haven't even looked it up but i'd say they're i'd say they're they're well on their way and i I don't see bain stopping at this point so i think whether they put luca as a uh front court or back court i think he's in i think he gets the nod over a cp3 um i think he gets the nod over uh damian lillard right now Mm -hmm. uh even though dame has been awesome i think he gets the nod over uh fox uh, the only people that I think should be in there alongside Bain is SGA and Damian Lillard. Uh, and if you have those two, I think that's when you push uh, Luca um, to the front court position. And I think that's how you do it. So, yeah, I think they should. They should push Luca over to front court this year. Yeah, even though he's uh, like on the box score, he's listed as a point guard, which is funny. He is a point guard, he, but he is he a point guard, the most ball dominant player in the NBA. So <laughs> he is, but it's it's not about that. We're not here for facts. We're here for Flashiness. Flash isn't yeah. fun. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. So game predictions. Uh, the Grizzlies take on the Timberwolves Friday, the 11th at home. Uh, mm-hmm. So make sure you go to the FedEx forum. People were saying that uh, the rumors were that Jaron Jackson Jr. is coming back to play against the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. No, I'm sorry, guys. It's not happening. 
he just got some five and five in. Like he's not going to keep playing. I mean, he's not going to jump in, play against a guy like Gobert, Carlton Towns, his first game. That doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, plus, I think he plus, could be. I, I think he could be back within a week. I don't think he will be back this week. No, he's definitely not coming back this week. Um, yeah. But why are we rushing? We're eight and four. Like I don't yeah. know the reason to rush. Um, the Grizzlies take on the Timberwolves, Wizards, Pelicans, Thunder, all in Thunder's the next Friday. So that's a week, you know, week from Friday. Mm-hmm. Then you have Nets, Kings, Pelicans, Knicks, Timberwolves. Obviously, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, but there's a Tuesday game and then there's a Friday game. So there is a stretch right there that might be a possibility where you play him, maybe get some days to recover. Uh, but whatever day he does play, he's probably not playing the next game unless he does play the the Tuesday game at home against the Kings, which yeah. is the 22nd. Um, that'd be the only chance he would play a back-to-back or or a next Back-to-back game. games. I got you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that Kings um, game could be a good one to come back in, actually. Yeah, because you're playing against Sabonis. Uh, they're going to be good, but they're not that great. Um, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's get to uh, yeah. a little bit about this game. Anything on the Minnesota mm-hmm. Timberwolves that you've seen that um, – that you want people to pay attention to? Uh, I think that the Grizz will win. I think they'll be in control of the game, the entire game. I do think Cat will probably kill us, to be honest. Um, I don't think we have anybody to really stop him, but I think they're so dysfunctional as a team right now that it's not going to end up mattering. And I think John does both just go full murderer's row on them. I think that they want to leave no doubt that that series was not a fluke that they should have beaten Minnesota and they're just going to go to town and Ja at least comes close to putting Rudy on a poster. He's mm. got to be licking his chops looking ahead at that game. So um, I think we'll see a much more locked in team too. I thought that going back way earlier in the week, the Celtics game was actually my favorite game. The Grizzlies have played all year because they played a locked in half court game. And then you followed yeah. up with the Spurs game where they were feeling it. You know, they're knocking down shots, but they were not locked in, right? They weren't exactly defensive menaces out there. I think they show up locked into this game and win it pretty handily. I think it ends up being like a 12-point win, if I had to guess. Yeah. I think they pull away late to make it 12 points. Um, who would you compare the Grizzlies to as a team right now? Like, looking at our position players – uh, is there a team out there that you might say like, Hey, we kind of play a similar style of them a little bit. Like they have two good guards, they have a good point guard, a good shooting guard, a big guy. Um, is there anybody that just kind of that you see right now as we currently are, do you see, oh, you just lost a signal. What an idiot. Um, all right. So we're going to move on without him. All right. So my, my question is, is who, what teams, you know, do we resemble? Um, and that's going to be the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion. Not saying we're like them, but hopefully you can kind of think about it enough to where you can say, hey, I get that. Uh, because the reason I want to is because the Suns have played the Timberwolves twice. They're a good, they have a good point guard that controls the ball. They have a guy that can shoot the ball in Devin Booker, just like Desmond Bain. Then you have a big guy uh, like you know, DeAndre Ayton. And then you also have Steven Adams. Obviously, we don't have Jaron back yet but just kind of looking at our team and how we match up. So I look at teams that look like us and play like us and similar styles that play against the other opponent, which would be the Timberwolves. The Suns have played them and they have beaten the Timberwolves twice. I get the Timberwolves are good. 
I'm sorry, I get that the Suns are good, but so are the Grizzlies. So um, that's what I kind of look at a lot of times when I'm comparing teams. Uh, Ryan is very much the guy who we kind of lean on for uh, digging into matchups more uh, and seeing like what are the benefits and uh, what are the negative assets on each team. Uh, Nathan is back now, so let me know if you can hear me. But um, but yeah, we um, but that that's what I look at. But Ryan is very good on that. Um, and so what I shared, uh, Nathan, is the Suns is who I look at. Uh, and the Suns beat the uh, Timberwolves twice. Let me yeah. share with you, they are five and seven. Let me share with you the wins. Timberwolves, I'm sorry, um, the Rockets once. Thunder twice. Spurs once. Lakers once. That's their wins. They have played the Spurs three times. I mentioned one win against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. They've taken two losses to the Spurs. They've taken two losses to the Suns. A Knicks, Bucks, and Jazz have all beat them. That's their five and seven record. They've beaten nobody. The Lakers suck. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. The Spurs are obviously beatable. Thunder are not good. SGA is all they have. And the Rockets are absolutely trash. Mm-hmm. If the Does, Grizz have a big second quarter, they're going to blow them out. I'd, you think I, they'll just I, fold? I, Yes, I think if the Grizz have, because I think they'll come out, they'll punch them in the mouth. The problem has been they've been punching teams in the mouth, and then the second quarters have just been an absolute tragedy, yeah. and teams get back into it. So if they can come out, punch them in the mouth, and then keep that going with the second unit, that the Wolves will fold, dude. They have, they're not having any fun. They've somehow found a way to kill their best players in the game, <laughs> which is just absurd. I don't like, I, it's all the things we said would happen have happened. You've completely clogged the paint. How does Anthony Edwards not have a dunk even on a breakaway? Like, there's no. It pisses me off because Ant's such a fun player. It's not a guy I want to see fail. But good God Almighty, you sent the freaking farm for a guy that ruined your best player's game. So, yeah, they'll fold if you if they come out and just really knock them around. And then I don't. Like I said, I think the Grizz are going to be locked in. And I think if they have a great second quarter and they build a big lead, Josh is going to come and just step on their throat in the third quarter. So, um, yeah, they have no identity, man. That's why they lost to the Spurs twice. Which, listen, the Grizzlies... The, the Spurs are good. Could, we already said that, yeah. Yeah, you, you could have said they could have, they should have lost to them last night, right? Kelvin Johnson right. shouldn't have missed that look. I thought Vassell <laughs> yeah. hit that three at the end, but... It's not just that. It's not just oh, they had an off game and spurt like right. Wolves the Spurs, are bad man. The Spurs, the Spurs don't know are who they well. are. Yeah, the Spurs are coached well. They're long. They have some good feisty players. Um, uh, Bassett, whatever his name is, um, played well. He's a big guy against mm-hmm. when we don't have size. Uh, Charles yeah. Bassett. Um, but the Timberwolves, Wolves. they literally Oof. they play under in the paint. I think Ryan was the one who. Uh, mentioned it. I think you were the one that put up the video, or somebody put up the video. Said, and he was like, "I think that's a one-three-one," and because yep. it was literally what their defense looked like was they were oh. running a one-three-one. It Not was to so mentioned they're ruining slow mo. Who's oh, a great God. basketball player? I watched him just run around from corner to corner trying to figure out who to guard because nobody else knows where they're supposed to be. So he's trying to guard literally the guy in the left corner and the guy in the right corner. <laughs> it was such a mess, man. Uh, what uh, do you, <laughs> what would it take to add a um, Anthony Edwards to this team? Mm. 
<laughs> I'm completely joking because it's not Let's possible. Not uh, but imagine. Give me. I don't know. Ten <laughs> seconds. Jaw ja next to Bane. Who's next to Edwards? Who's next to Jaron? Who's next to Stevo? Those five, <laughs> dude. Be still it's my over. beating heart. It's over. Oof. It's Oof. over. Lord have mercy. Lord have um, mercy. I don't want to get too far into that because getting Ant on this team would be a pipe dream, obviously, but getting him would be ridiculous. The only way it is is if for some reason they just wanted to blow it up and the Grizzlies, who have tons of picks, we could trade Dylan. I don't want to trade the other guys to get Ant. I love Ant. I think he's amazing. I think he's better than some people on our team. I don't want to mention names. I don't want to go down that road. But I'm just saying, I wish we could get a guy like Anthony. I love that dude. He's not, he doesn't care right now. So that's why he is uh, looking the way he does. Uh, Nathan is frozen into the old mind blown meme. I love it. Uh, all right. So I think he actually can still hear us. So when he goes back, uh, we'll let you know he's down to one bar. It's because he's probably in his parents' basement or something. Um, all right. So that's pretty much all we have. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this team and they're going to play under a lot. So what I'm going to make sure I, I look at is a guy. Um, like Desmond Bain, who might get the pick and the roll, pick and roll. And who does Bain get the pick from usually when they do a pick and roll? Steven Adams. You probably can't hear me yet. You there? Back now. Sorry. Yeah, I had to mute the keep up with the stream. <laughs> that's what it's ridiculous. Uh, Steven Adams. Sorry. Um, I don't know what so, we're talking about, but yeah. And who? Correct. And who is Steven Adams being guarded by? Oh, that's going to be Rudy Gobert. Guess who's going to play under on every freaking shot? That's going to be Rudy Gobert. And you're going to see Desmond Bain absolutely light it up. And you know what? If Rudy wants to bring his tail out there, I promise you, it will not take much. If he gets the if he gets the hedge and he gives the little hedge over there to Bain, Bain's just going to slip right past him. He's going to have a front just right to the front of the rim. Nice, easy layup. And if somebody like slow-mo wants to come help out, then by all means, you're going to dump it back off to somebody else coming through, whether it be an Aldama, whether it be somebody uh, like Jitty coming through for a nice dunk. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm looking at um, what their defense might do to Ja. Uh, they obviously gave us issues in the last series when we are in the playoffs. Uh, but I want to make sure that uh, this game – Jaw comes out and plays. I think that this would be a, if you're looking at taking props, don't look at the jaw point props. Look at the jaw assist props. I think that's going to be his biggest thing. That's what I'm going to go after. Um, I'm going to go after everything with Desmond Bain. It's going to be, if his points, if they're less than 22, I'm hitting it 100% of the time. If his assists are three and a half or less, I'm hitting it. If his rebounds are three and a half or less, I'm hitting it. I think his rebounds have been up to four and a half and they do a decent job rebounding. Uh, but the Grizzlies will need a lot of help to make sure the rebounding and keeping a guy like Rudy Gobert off the, the, the offensive glass. So um, that's pretty much all we have. I don't have anything else. I know Nathan's kind of, um, he keeps freezing and unfreezing. So we're going to kind of completely uh, freeze him out all the way from here on out. But uh, we've ran long today again, uh, but just remember we have our shows Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m on a consistent basis. Uh, we're going to make sure that we are um, 
here on a on just a normal normal schedule this is what we're trying to, to implement now that we have the no bluffing podcast and the other one that's going to join us at some point uh, they're going to be week long so they're going to do one episode for the whole week on both um and so real quick going back to that uh ryan who is here listening in the chat um he's already targeting adam's assist rudy flat hedges adam short roll cat help kick to the corner for three bang that's literally how our text message looks all the time uh, between me and Ryan. Uh, last night was pretty funny. We were uh, sweating the the big bet. We were also sweating some other plays, uh, to which we went 4-0 on the Grizzlies player watch. So um, I did get the numbers, Ryan. I know I haven't told you this, but the numbers so far on the year, uh, we are up. Uh, we're at 24-16. and 16. Um, So practically up uh, eight right there. And so a good number. So if you're telling along, 24 to 16 is where we're at right now. Uh, and so we're going to be, um, you know, keep it moving. And we're going to make sure we are on all over probably Stephen Adams. I know 100% we are going to be on Desmond Banks. So make sure you lock those in as soon as they come out. Uh, but stay tuned. If you want to hang out with us, feel free anytime. Uh, we will always be here. Uh, but without further ado, let's get out of here and have a great week. Be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>